The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome to Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Join your host, who is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely Hyphen You and has 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power. And now, here is Gina Gardner, your host of Leadership for Life. Hello there and welcome to today's show and we've got a great show for you. I'm really thrilled to be able to welcome my guest in the next section, Dr. Lizzie Burnthorn. Now, do you see yourself as a victim or a hero? I was talking to somebody just before this show, a client, and we were talking about how your language can actually get you stuck into victim mode where you're unresourced and things feel difficult. But today I and my guest Lizzie are going to explore how to stand tall, to find your authentic voice, your inner strength, even when life is challenging. She shares with us her many years experience of life in the military and her expertise in psychological well-being. We know that children are conditioned to fit in and to be part of the crowd and paradoxically it's those who are prepared to step out of the box, to think differently, to be the tall poppies who generally do better in life. I want you to think about why is it that it's so important for us to be part of the crowd? You know, it amused me when, you know, I think about children at school who, if they're told they don't have to wear school uniform, all turn up wearing the same thing. It isn't the school uniform, but it's their peer group uniform that they want to belong and to be seen to belonging. Now, if you think back to our history, when we were cavemen and women or when we lived in the prairies and life was very tough and we lived a very primitive life, human beings were hot wired to recognize that their only chance of survival was if they were part of the community. You think about it. How would they protect themselves from marauding animals or from um, rival clans if they were on their own? You can't sleep and keep watch. How would you manage to hunt particularly big animals if you were on your own? The likelihood is you'd starve. When somebody had behaved in a way that they were going to be punished, it was seen to be a greater punishment to ostracize them, to banish them, than it was to kill them. Why? Because killing them would have been instant, but banishing them, you banished them to a time of loneliness, of constant anxiety because of the dangers that were inherent. We like to think of ourselves as being incredibly evolved, but the reality is that many of our brain functions, many of our responses to life are really embedded in the, that, those early times. And in fact, go beyond that going, well, behind that going backwards 
to a time when we were animals. We perceive a threat and there is a sense of wanting to be part of the herd. Now, that has all sorts of challenges for us in modern day life. Wanting to be part of the crowd, seeing it as safe to be part of the crowd works, I suppose, to a point. But the challenge is that those who want to succeed, those who want to have a quality of life where they take ownership of their own life, they step into their genuine power, that requires you to have the courage to stand apart, to recognize that you know, being part of the crowd at any cost, and that's very often where people sit, is I need to be part of the crowd even if I don't agree with them, even if that's limiting me in some way, then it becomes hugely detrimental. There is something about the herd mentality that people on their own would behave in a particular way where when they're in a crowd that they'll feel brave and that they'll behave in a very different way. And you see that when you see rioting or looting, that people have a, a sense of no consequence because there is part of the crowd. But for most of us, for most of the time, it's the wanting to be liked, the wanting to feel that we are part of, that is a major motivator to how we operate within the world. What do you want out of life? How do you want your life to be? Are you a lemming and are you gonna go over the cliff because you're part of the crowd? Or are you going to recognize that the genuine power lies in your capacity to take radical responsibility for yourself and to be able to stand apart from the crowd. Now, I need to be really clear. That's not, I'm not suggesting for one moment that you are antisocial and that you don't want to have connection with people. But it's that allowing other people to determine the quality of your life that I'm talking about. Giving people that power. We've talked often in the show about if you hand over your emotional responsibility to other people, then you're only happy if they allow you to be. And too many people, I think, hand their power over to other people. So, you know, I'll be in a good mood and I'll be happy if my partner comes in and they're in a good mood because their mood determines mine. But think about this in a professional context. Isn't it interesting that what we want to do then is to stand out? Why we stand out can be very different person to person, business to business. It could be that you stand out because you give a great service or some people will try to be the cheapest or the quickest. Whatever you decide is going to be your defining factor, there is a paradox between a personal need to be belong and be part of and often the professional side of things to stand out and be different. And that can bring on all sorts of challenges, the challenge of imposter syndrome. You know, people are really gonna find out that I'm not as good as they think I am, um, lack of confidence. And for me, where it starts and finishes is with the relationship that we have with us, our sense of self-worth. 
And so being able to work on your sense of self-worth and have the confidence to say, this is what I believe, this is what I stand for, this is what I'm going to do. And if you don't agree with it, if it's not something that you do, that's fine. Absolutely fine. But I'm going to have the confidence to stand in being the genuine version of me. I'm going to be authentic. I'm going to stand in my power. Now, we're going to have a break in a minute. And after the break, um, I'm going to introduce Lizzie Bernthal. And she has an amazing story and does fantastic work. Um, and so it's really important. So Samantha said, I'm the one who makes the choice. If everyone's uh, going one way, I go the other. I've never been one of the crowd. And I think you know, people who have that independence to do that, that is really great because then you are in charge of your own life. Just one caveat. And that is, and I'm not suggesting that's happening for um, the, the, our listener, but there are one or two people who will do, who go the opposite way, not because that's what intrinsically is important to them, but because they want to stand out and they just want to be difficult. Then you have to question why. Standing in your power and doing what is right for you, absolutely important and powerful and having that sense of self-worth is great. Feeling that you need to put a, a, um, a spanner in the works by being different just to be difficult, I think it's really important that I do make that distinction because there are just a small proportion of people who, particularly in the work environment, can really act um, to, um, to sabotage things. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about standing tall and standing in your own power. So ask yourself, do you stand in your own power, personally, professionally? Are there certain people, your parents, for example, your partner, your children, where you don't have the confidence to stand tall and to stand up and say, do you know what? That's not acceptable. Or do you know what? I know you'd like me to do this, but actually it's important that I do something different. So we're going to have a break. Thanks, Samantha. And I really appreciate your comments. Brilliant. It's really helpful. And anybody else listening out there, do comment, do let us know what you think, because that's really important and that feedback is something that not only will help me in terms of hosting, but also help other listeners because they'll recognize that they're not on their own. So we're gonna have a short break and after the break, I'm going to introduce the amazing Lizzie Burnthal to you. Don't go away. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk4TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people, a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, 
motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-you.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for a Leadership for Life VIP day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-you.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there. I am very excited to be able to introduce Lizzie Burnthal to you. But before we bring her actually into the studio, let me tell you a little bit about her. She's a a mindset leadership coach, an international speaker, author, and a wellbeing, resilience, and cultural change specialist who supports authentic leaders and ex-military to stand tall, rediscover their voice to own all of who they are so they can soar. She designs and delivers transformational programs for businesses to find their purpose, embed their values, to create an innovative, collaborative, inclusive culture. She served for 25 years as a British army nurse and midwife, becoming a Lieutenant Colonel. She gained a PhD in psychological well-being, And in 2017, she was awarded Principal Fellow of Higher Education Academy for her global contribution to higher education. That's quite the CV. So without more ado, I'd like to welcome Lizzie Burnthorne. Hi, so excited to be here. Thank you it, so much. It's and what lovely. an accolade. Well, <laughs> Thank you. I have to say you are an amazing lady. What I'd like to do, if I may, is to ask you to just share some of your story, put it into context so that we get to know a bit about you. Yeah, love to. So, yes, as you said, um, 25 years in the army and now I've got my own business um, helping leaders to be the best they can be. And, you know, how I got to there was I had an amazing military career Um, at the time. And it's very interesting what you were talking about, fitting in and belonging. I often didn't feel I fitted in. And I was like all of us, we want to fit in. And then during my research, I identified that actually the irony of it all is, is that fitting in is the absolute opposite of belonging. Interesting. Yes, because while we have these these six needs of significance and wanting to contribute and fitting in all those things in reality belonging is what we really really want to be and the difference is is that when we fit in we change ourselves in order to mold ourselves to be part of the tribe to be accepted to be one of the gang 
it's when inauthentic isn't it exactly absolutely and then when we belong we are belonging to ourselves and all that stuff that we normally worry about about being good enough do we deserve it you know do people like us are we are we are we okay that all disappears because suddenly we own who we are we belong to ourselves we are authentic our true best version of ourselves and suddenly other people's opinion really doesn't matter because we know we are living our values we're true to ourselves and then everything changes but that's taken me a bit of a while to work all that out I have to say well don't you think that life is definitely a journey of discovery and you know I'd be interested in your take my sense check is that within the army there is an expectation that things are very structured and that you have to dare I say it fit in with their way of being now I have never been in the military so I'd be very interested on your take in terms of you know are people belonging generally speaking or are they fitting in or is it just a mixture of both it's it's a great question because within the military you need to fit in as in you have to comply and that's not because it's like an old school headmistress telling you what you should be doing it's very much for your safety for all those around you you know, if you're in a war zone and you're fighting the Taliban or whatever you're doing, you can't have somebody going feral and thinking, I think there's a better way to do this. You yeah. all have to be one united force because we all know in collaboration, you are way more powerful as a group than you are yeah. as one individual. So in that respect, it's fitting into what is required. Yeah. But the, where the belonging comes in and belonging is so important in the military, is sharing those values, sharing that common purpose, sharing a reason for why we do it, why we get up in the morning. And so in that respect, this is where the fitting in the belonging can have some tension because you need to understand where your part is in that jigsaw. And therefore you play your part to the utmost of your ability because if everybody plays their part on that jigsaw, you've got the whole jigsaw full and therefore it's far more powerful and actually can get on with the mission that's required. Do you know what's interesting is as you, I listen to you, so much of that is true of a successful business, that yeah. they, they have a shared vision and that people understand that their yeah. contribution is valued, then that business is going to be much more profitable, much more successful. Yeah. But there is also that sense that for me, and I'm, again, I'm really interested in your take, the belonging bit is that that I, I am a contributor or contributor um, and other people are contributing to the quality of my life or in whatever way that is, that there, there is a sharedness to it, that mm-hmm. we've got something that is common to us all that we want a common goal or as you say common common uh, values and i'm interested in you know you've you've trans um translated your professional life from the military into city street how did that come about and you know talk us through what made you decide to leave and how you came to be a business woman yeah well it was really interesting because um we we i got to a certain age where that's it you know time's up so 
I, but the great thing about that was I knew obviously for many, many years that that, that my contract yeah. as it want, was going to finish. And throughout my military career, I reflected on what I'd done and what I'd, where I'd been. And I had the most extraordinary circumstances and, and all sorts of challenging things that I'd overcome. And I realized that actually every event I'd had in my life, everything I'd created, whether it was um, helping nurses be the first one to do PhDs and thought I'd be the first one to do it. You know, whether I was, when I, you know, as you kindly said about my global contribution, that was because I was going around the world supporting nurses in their empowerment and particularly in Muslim countries where it was more of a challenge with the rank mm. structure and the female and the male stuff. And then, of course, early in my career, when I was a midwife and a nurse, and I realized that my passion was to give people a voice. And then looking a bit deeper about that, there are times where I felt I'd lost my voice. I didn't have a voice. And as part of that for my PhD, I looked at the impact of military life on the family left behind, mm -hmm. because I'd experienced all that. My husband was serving. I'd left my daughter behind when I deployed and I'd been at home while he deployed and all that stuff about not knowing if you're ever going to see each other again. Yes. And I really wanted to give military families a voice of what it's actually like to be a family, not knowing if you're ever going to see your, your husband, spouse, partner ever again. And that brought in all this stuff about fitting in and belonging, which was really interesting. Yeah. And so when I left, I realized that I, throughout my career, I'd actually, whether it was lecturing or whether it was with, with patients and clients and all that sort of stuff, and soldiers supporting a team, you know, leading teams to Afghanistan, I realized I wanted to be their voice to help them be the best they could be. And as part of that, I realized that a lot of those conversations I was having, whether it was in research or just general conversations, mentoring, training, I was having those coaching conversations. But I didn't even know what a coach was way back like 10, 15 years mm. ago. And so it came, it just came natural that I wanted to just give others a voice. And the best way to do that was to set up my own business where I had no ground rules. I could have the freedom to be who I really was. And, and in that process, help others be free to be who they really are. And so that's why it, it just seemed natural progression to me just to set up my own business. Very naively, no idea about business, but with such a passion to make a difference. I thought, well, I'll make it work somehow. Somehow I'll, I'll get some skills from somewhere about how to run a business. But having that passion to just help others own who they are, just stand tall, not be that poppy that slashed down and told you're not good enough. Forget all that. That's other people's issues, which is not your problem. I couldn't agree with you more. And I'm smiling yes. to myself um, as I hear you because, you know, it, our work, we, we our overlaps hugely. And, you know, giving people permission or allowing people to see that they can give themselves permission yeah. to yeah. speak their truth, to be authentic. is It's such a privilege. But also what you're demonstrating is, you know, I've done a lot of research about highly successful people. And, you know, many people don't believe me when I say to them, you know, highly successful people are no different to you or me. The, the only thing that actually is different is that they have a goal, a vision, they don't know how they're going to get there, but they're just yeah. passionate about it. And you perfectly yeah. demonstrate that if you have the passion 
and you've also done the work so you know your stuff and that you work at it, then you will succeed and you will succeed in spades. So yeah. a great example. I'm fascinated. You know, many people ask me, what's the difference between coaching and counselling? What do you see mm. as the difference? Um, it's interesting because I think there is a fundamental difference. Now, I'm, I'm just, I'm not a counsellor. So, you know, I take that on board, but I'm not, that's not my specialty. Coaching is my passion. How I see the power of coaching is that as a coach, you are, you, we believe passionately that everybody is whole and complete. has got everything within them. Nothing needs to be fixed. Coach. With counselling, there is an assumption there's something that needs to be fixed. And as a result of that, sometimes, and I've, I've had both very successfully. So, you know, I've, I've, I've appreciated both. So I think they're both amazing in their own way. The, the, the concern I have about um, counselling is that if you go in with this assumption, I need to be fixed. And there's so many different types of therapy. Yes. If that therapy is not right for you, that rebuilds that belief, I'm unfixable. I think there's the potential there. It's interesting, isn't it? Because yeah. there's lots of different definitions. Uh, I yeah. too make it very clear that I'm not a counsellor. It's a very, yeah. uh, a very specific skill yeah. and um, a modality. Um, for me, I think that and I've worked with many people who've come from counselling, which takes yeah. them so far. Yeah. But for yeah. me, it's it's about uh, taking back your power and yeah. moving forward. Yeah. And I think yeah. there are some counsellors who are able to do that. But many people, that, certainly within my experience, um, as I say, it takes them so far, but that then they need something different. And I think that's true for us all that, you know, things will work for us in a particular situation. And then we need to look for um, for, um, you know, what is working for us and whether we need then to ask uh, for some support in a different way. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I think that's what I love about coaching is that passionately believe you have it all. Let's just yeah. have a conversation just to help you find it. And it's yeah. all there. You yeah. haven't got to create anything. It's there. It's just sometimes we have those layers on top of us that sort of to wreck our self-belief. And it's just unpicking those layers. And I just I just imagine it, you know, like a like a plant pot, for example. You've got some a few weeds in that plant pot that's stopping those flowers flourish. Yes. Just pluck out those weeds, get rid of those weeds, and then that rose can just blossom into the most beautiful rose, which is that true person. And that's Ooh, a yeah. lovely way of putting it, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Just do a yeah. bit of weeding um, and yeah. you'll be fine. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Now, many people listening to this programme will have been through a really challenging year, mm. 15 months or so. And we see on the news that many people are still going through the most dreadful yeah. experience. How's it been for you? Actually, it's been, I think, for like for everyone, massive peaks and massive troughs. I think... I've been very blessed because of my military experience. It's, it's been like a deployment. And as in a deployment, you go through every emotion, every minute of every day. Yeah. So I kind of, it helps you ride the wave knowing that it, you're going to come out the other end. Um, I think from business wise, it's just been extraordinary. It's been such a privilege. 
Um, I've been supporting care home staff. I've been supporting businesses because it's just been like, you know, it's been such an overwhelming experience for them. And here we are now, you know, I think the global community, the world's got smaller. I think the fact I can be on a conversation with you here, live to America, I had a, I had a workshop last week. I had five different countries attending from New Zealand to America. No need for a flight, do it from your own home. In that respect, I think, it's opened up a whole world and it's so wonderful to hear the birds outside because we haven't got the pollution by planes and traffic and spending hours and huge amounts of money traveling and so while i can't wait for us all to get back to whatever whatever the future holds i think it's given us a great opportunity to stop and just highlight what are our basic needs because it's just gone back to what is really important. Those we love, feeling safe, having enough food, those real basics. But I don't underestimate the trauma and its cost for yeah. so many in every level, from losing yeah. loved ones to businesses to revenue to ev every aspect of our life yeah. has been challenged. It's been a real time, I think, for those, uh, for reflection. If people have, have yeah. actually chosen to do that, to look yeah. at you know what what are your core values, what are the things that are important to you. But I've got a real belief that we are moving into a new era, one of mm. greater consciousness, one of greater connectivity. Mm. And whilst I think there's a long way to go, and I think that there's still a lot of turbulence. The one of the things that really engages me is that finding people like yourself, and I liken it to, um, you know, fireflies leave a little, that little light burning. By itself, that little light's not enough to light up a great deal. But as those fireflies come and connect, yes. so they create a bigger and bigger light. And I think, you know, those you're helping to be the leader of leaders and uh, and people such as ourselves. I think we've got a really big job to do to mm. support people moving forward. So what do you want your legacy to be? I want my legacy to be is to help all those I meet to be able to stand tall, own who they are, realise that nothing needs to be fixed. I'm also on another mission to get rid of toxic leadership because I think that can really knock authentic leaders. And certainly, you know, some of the clients I've, you know, I've been working with, they are extraordinary people, but they've been in an environment that has not their confidence. And that's my other mission, because, you know, once we start owning who we are, no one can be, you can't be bullied because you're so strong. So I think mm -hmm. that's, that's really what a legacy to help businesses become so much more value-based and very much working from their purpose outwards. No one really cares what you do, or, or but they really yeah. care why you do it. Yes. So, so that's, you know, that's, that's my mission. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I talk about leaving, not waiting till you die to leave a legacy but leaving yeah. a living legacy in every word you speak or not, every action yeah. you take or yeah. not. And yeah. it strikes me that that both of us have a, a similar wish that, that like throwing a, a, a stone in a pond, that the yeah. impact of creating yeah. great leaders ripples out and has an impact on the many, yeah. doesn't it? Absolutely. Um, it's really yeah. very exciting. So 
our listeners may be feeling overwhelmed. What are your greatest tips to help people who are feeling that life is tough and that they just feel completely overwhelmed by it? You know, what are your practical strategies that people can just take away today and use? Um, so one one thing, breathing is one thing. You know, I know it sounds obvious, but you hear so much about it. So I teach breathing four, five and six. So breathe in for four seconds, hold it for five seconds and breathe out for five six seconds and that's an immediate thing you can do but the, the thing about when you're overwhelmed it's so easy to forget to do all this stuff so uh one little tip i do share and this is all on so i just imagine just imagining that you've got your your gremlins who are those sort of like characters that are telling you that you're rubbish you're not good enough and they're just thoughts they're not reality and then our true authentic self I see as a big wise owl that's just there to support us. And what I I teach clients is just just feel the the ridges in your forefinger and your thumb and just go round and round in little circles just for for seconds and use them as a dial. So just Mm -hmm. imagine that all those, that negativity, that stuff that's telling us we're good enough, you're sort of winding it down shrinking it and shrinking it and shrinking it and then your big wise owl that's your true authentic self is just that beacon of light that's coming above your head but also from your heart coming out from your heart so it's coming out from your heart and down over your head and that is who you truly are and that can just create a sense of calm but i think diary journaling um gratitude is massive and just getting into that um daily success routine like every morning I will write a a few bits about gratitude and the evening before I go to bed five things I'm grateful for you know when I've been kind to others when they've been kind to me and when I've been kind to myself and one thing you're really proud of so there's a whole plethora which I'm discussing in my workshop next week but a whole plethora of things that practical things that we can do straight away We don't have to be in a dark room for hours on end doing long meditations. It's just little things that just just regroup, just like, you know, get our thinking changed to just notice what are the thoughts going in our heads and they're only thoughts and we can switch it. And I talk about switching it, you know, choosing our language, choosing what, you know, we want to believe. And uh, yeah, but sometimes it takes a bit of guidance to do that because it can all feel quite new. it's interesting it can feel new or people who know this stuff when they're in overwhelm as you say so easily forget the simple things yeah but isn't it interesting that everything you've spoken about costs nothing yeah it's not as it's not you don't need expensive equipment you know it it is something that that's very easy to incorporate into every day you know and i think that so many people look for the grand gesture when it's the yeah. small things consistently done that make the difference. So, yeah. you know, very, very powerful stuff. And um, just having, having oh, on your phone, just having, I get I get clients to put notifications on their phone. So it just pops up every so often, yeah. like breathe or whatever. And then it's just that <laughs> reminder, because we all have our phones with us. Yes. Just that reminder, just to have that quick regroup. Great advice, thank you very much. So, okay, what are the main things you know, if, if for the business people out there? What are, what are your 
the, the mo those things that you think are most important in order to create a and maintain a successful business? I think the most important thing is identify your values and values that mean something to every single employee. So often discussions with all levels, not just the CEO that directs however it should be, getting buy-in from everyone, but with a common, common purpose. Because once you know why you're doing what you're doing, it gets you up in the morning and you're excited about going to work. And I think this is the, the where sometimes it needs a bit of direction and so that's what I think is really important for businesses. As I've you know, said, we said earlier, businesses know why they're doing it, want contribution, because we all wake up in the morning. No one wakes up in the morning wanting to have a bad day. Everybody wants to do the yeah. best they possibly can. And then, you know, the cat comes in or the, the car breaks down or you know, and then the day can get railroaded. So it's having that bigger picture. As we talked about yeah. the legacy, every single person can create a legacy. It's interesting. Uh, those people who've listened to the show before will know that I was a, the principal, the head teacher of a large school um, in England. Yeah. We call them a, a head teacher. Um, and one of the things that I think helped create such success in the school that everybody was considered the leading professional for that role, whether they were uh, the deputy head, the head, me, the, the, the head a cleaner, a dinner mm. lady, the children yeah. in the classroom. Yeah. You're the leading professional in your learning. So behave like a professional. You know, if you're going to be the cleaner, then take pride in it and make, you know, that yeah. as you leave it, it's all shiny and sparkly and that you have a pride that doesn't matter what the job is, that you are an important cog in the wheel. Um, and I think, you know, where business people, business owners, leaders can recognize that where people have ownership of the vision and a contribution that they feel is really valued they'll go the extra yeah. mile won't they yeah and i think it's a great interesting you're talking about cleaners there's a great story in nasa where there were two cleaners and somebody went up to a cleaner and said oh what do you do oh i'm fed up with this job they just make so much mess i spent all my time cleaning cleaning the floor and it was really miserable and then another cleaner, he asked, you know, what do you do? She said, I'm helping get them, get launch onto the moon. Yeah. So, so as the two roles, completely different attitudes. But it's our perspective in life, which yeah. creates our reality, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah I think yeah. that's a brilliant example. And, you yeah. know, for, for me, whatever you're doing, whether you're washing up or you're taking the rubbish out or doing jobs you don't like, if you can imbue that with a sense of, well, OK, I don't like it, but it's it's really adding value to the family or, you know, I might be in a role in the business that isn't my the one I really want. But let's make the best job of it that I can. And at least then I can feel that I'm making a really valued contribution. Mm. So important. Now, we're running out of time, sadly. Yeah. Um, Genuinely, you is a very proud member of B1G1 by one gift. Yes. They're doing a big Earth yes. Day today. Um, it's and, amazing. Yeah. Um, and so, as you know, we invite every guest to uh, choose out of three yeah. projects. Um, and you've chosen a particular project. Would, would you like to tell people what you've chosen? 
for me, education is key. I mean, I think it's just wonderful what Vivon Dion does with, you know, feeding families and that kind of thing. It's extraordinary. But for me, education is key for everything. And I know by definition, I've been an educator. So I'm highly likely to say that. But I, I strongly believe if we can teach others and they can learn themselves and they can they then become the legacy. Yeah. And again, back to the ripper in the pond. If you teach someone, they can just change their world and then their people change their world. So for me, education is key and the best thing you can do. Brilliant. So the project you've chosen is Zimbabwe is faced with widespread poverty and a lack of opportunities, especially for the young. Mm. So the Varna Trust supports the future of Zimbabwe's children by paying their tuition fees for primary school. Providing education promotes the total development of children socially, physically, and guides children to embrace correct social norms, values, attitudes, and beliefs as citizens. So thank you for Amazing. choosing that. Amazing, yeah. And just before we finish this section, where can people find you? So in the chat um, on LinkedIn, Lizzie Barnfull on LinkedIn. Um, I've got my own website, which is Release Your Potential. So um, that you can find me on there. And um, obviously emails and stuff, I can I can give you that. But yeah, LinkedIn and Release Your Potential website is the best way to contact me. Um, so yeah, excited, look forward to hearing. And your book. Yes. Tell us about yes. your book. Yes. So I'm in the process of writing my book, Overcome Your Inner War Zone to Find Your Victorious Self because that's what I totally believe. We have that inner war zone going on in our heads. And once we get rid of that, then we can release who we truly are. So yes, work in progress at the moment. Lots of I'm stories. Really looking forward to reading it. Lizzie, yeah. it's been an absolute delight. Thank you so much oh, for joining thank us. Thank you. Brilliant. Um, thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Don't go away. We're not quite finished yet. See you after the break. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talkboard TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-u.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, 
accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for a Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there. I have been struck this week by the number of people that I've worked with where the the issue of whether people are being a victim or the hero of their life has been a really persistent one. Just this morning spoke to two different people in very different circumstances where the recognition that they were allowing themselves to be in the position of victim rather than take their power and become the hero of their own lives has been really prevalent this week. I don't know why particularly, but it just seemed very fitting in terms of the show. And I wanted to share with you, you know, how we can get people out of being in victim mode. So what do I mean? So I was talking to somebody uh, this afternoon before that, the show, and they were talking about how things hadn't gone right for them, that they had an expectation of getting the news and it hadn't actually come. They hadn't had bad news, they just hadn't had any news. That um, there were difficulties in terms of buying a new home, just a whole range of, of life stuff. And they were feeling really, really down about it. And their language was down, their shoulders were down, they were talking about the fact that they felt like rubbish, they hadn't bothered get they were working from home, so they hadn't bothered getting out of their pajamas. And it really struck me how the moment you go into victim mode, you do not have any access to your inner resources. So as the conversation went on, talking about it's your choice whether you decide that because life is happening out there, that it's going to put you in that place where you feel you've got no control, that, that life feels it's happening to you rather than for you. And do you want to stay there? Is it comfortable? Do you like it? What are you choosing to do? Because you are choosing, not actively, but you're choosing a habitual way of being an old pattern. And that old pattern is to put you in the place where the externals in your life are going to determine whether or not you have a great day. By the end of the, the first part of the conversation, things had changed. And what shifted it is to the recognition that if you are open to your own inner resources, you don't have to be the victim. That, yeah, things can be difficult. And those of you know that my story know that life can be incredibly challenging. But it doesn't have to define who you are. That you can choose to see as poor me, isn't it a shame, to complain, to moan, to, you know, it's not fair. Or you can choose to say, okay, there are all these things happening to me, around me. What am I going to do about it? And the moment you start to look for solutions rather than focus on the problem, you give yourself very, very much more power to move things forward. Now, there's lots of help, both on the genuinely-u.com website, 
and at the ginagardenassociates.co.uk site. Interestingly, just before um, I came on this program, I'm writing another book, Profits from the Inside Out. You'll find all sorts of intentional workbooks and journals um, if you go and have a look uh, on Amazon or go and look on one of the websites, genuinely-u.com or ginagardenassociates.co.uk. And they're to help you help yourself. They're very inexpensive and they provide a journaling um, opportunity where there is a theme each day which will take you through that journey from victim to hero. So thank you very much for joining me today. It's a real privilege and a pleasure. Don't forget to share it so that B1G1 uh, projects get uh, a donation. Every 100 people, we feed people. Um, every listener, whether it's download or live, we feed people. So thanks again. Please share. Please come and join us next week. But in the meantime, step into being the leader of your own life. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye now. You have been listening to The Leadership for Life with your host, Gina Gardner. Make sure you tune in to W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV next Thursday and every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time for more Leadership for Life. If you missed any part of this episode or just want to hear or see it again, you can find the archive of the TV show on Talk 4 TV's YouTube channel and the podcast of The Leadership for Life on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music, and wherever you listen to your podcast.